Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. We love bringing you the biggest names from the world of country music here on the podcast, so thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe if you haven't already, and that way you'll never miss an episode. And if you're in the UK, you can listen to Absolute Radio Country live and enjoy the no-repeat guarantee. It's our promise to never play the same song twice during your workday between 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. Right, on with the podcast. This is the Country Music Talk Podcast from Absolute Radio Country. Absolute Radio Country, I'm Baylin Leonard, joined by an old friend and a singer-songwriter, award winner as well, ACM award-winning guitar player, a CMA-nominated musician, and he's just released a star-studded new album, Compadre's Charlie Warsham. Good to see you. Great to see you, Balin. You've made a lot of friends in the business, and that's kind of what this album is all about, right? Um, I, what, one thing I love about country music, and you know, listen, correct me here if I'm wrong, of course, everybody's trying to do their own thing, and, and everybody's trying to make the best they can of what they're doing. But everybody's mates, everybody's friends as well, and everybody is trying to lift everybody else up. Is that true? That's absolutely true. And that's really how Compadres came to be. You know, in 2020, uh, when touring went away for a minute, I did what I'd always done sort of as a moonlighting gig, which was mm-hmm. sessions. And with, you know, touring gone, fortunately, sessions could still happen. So I started playing on more and more records. Playing on a lot of records that Jaron Johnston from the Cadillac 3 was producing because he had already been a songwriting buddy of mine. And he produces everything, it seems. Yeah. And so it, it hit me one day driving to the session just because the, the longer I play music, the more I realized that the ultimate goal is just to play more music with the best people I can. And so that was really happening day in and out, just playing on different records and stuff. And, you know, it always gets my gears turning as an artist as well when I'm watching someone else's process. Mm. But I remember driving to the studio one morning just thinking, man, the only way this day could be better is if I was making my record. And I didn't even realize it then, but that was the beginning of what became Compadres. And I look back on the last few years, you know, my favorite records I was a part of were Dirks's Gravel and Gold, mm. Luke Combs Growing Up and Getting Old. Uh, and Laney Wilson's Bell Bottom Country, uh, Kip Moore, his his record, Damn Love, and uh, L. King's record, Come Get Your Wife, which, by the way, all great record titles. Yeah. And I was like, man, I know these folks, you know, we've joked in between takes, and uh, they've trusted me with their music and, you know, made me a part of their story. It's probably time that I make them a part of mine. Just picking up on what you were saying there about the goal is to kind of make more music. I mean, you've never been lazy in that department i mean certainly the times that i've been in nashville you know whether it's just a random week or it's cma fest or americana fest or any of the rest of them i mean i've told this pretty much every time i play you i t- I'll talk about the story of i was walking down the streets in nashville and i, I heard a charlie warsham song um coming out of somewhere and i thought well where's that coming from and then i realized that it was actually you on a roof top playing it live and i ended up wandering up there and then of course you did your uh, which you might still do your your donuts thing. We do a residency not as frequently as I used to at the Basement East, which I love, and that's just an yeah. excuse to go be a music nerd. You know, the last one we did was Prince music, which right loved but almost nearly killed me because that's <laughs> really hard stuff to learn. Yeah. So yeah, I'm always cooking something up, and uh, Compadres is honestly an amalgamation of all those things. You know, rolled into one. Yeah. And I mean, but you know, the reason I bring that sort of stuff up is like, you're not being kind of precious about it. You know, you're just like, here's an opportunity. I mean, you know, and of course, compadres, 
with all these wonderful names on it and, and, and your friends is kind of like the big manifestation of that. But you've always seemed like the type of guy that if you had an opportunity to play music, you were going to play it. Whether it was with some donuts or whether it was on a rooftop or whether, you know, what, or, or on tour with Dirk Bentley or on all of these amazing yeah, records. Totally. And the thing with Dirk's that you mentioned, I mean, that's really been a big part of my story these last couple of years, these last two summers playing with Dirk's. He was actually, out of all these folks, the first uh, and, and one of the first ever to invite me to be a, a picker on their record. And he was definitely the first to cut a song I'd written. And it was him joking around on the sessions at the end of 2021 for his latest record about needing another guitar player that led to me spending these summers with him. And, uh, you know, if it had been anyone else, I don't know that I would have said yes. It might have felt like I was cheating on my own solo career. He's so generous with the spotlight that it never felt anything but natural. Right. Uh, he gives me a moment to shine every night in the big show. Uh, this past summer, knowing that Compadres was coming out and, and him being a part of it, he sends me out on the VIP set to do my own song. You know, Amazing. And I was watching, you know, it's, I've learned not to get obsessed with it, but you do kind of want to check in and measure, you know, how are streams and how are followers and everything going. Sure. And, you know, it, it's been really fun to watch since Compadres has started coming out. Uh, it's really skyrocketed, but it was growing long before. And that's from yeah. being on Twitter. He was helping me make fans. Still is every night. I mean, it's like, I swear, next Donuts and Jam fan party, he'll probably be there. <laughs> <laughs> Handing out the donuts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, that's the great thing. And I, I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at as well is like, it, it'd be quite easy for somebody who was really focused on their solo career to be quite precious about, I'm not going to play in somebody else's band or I'm not going to tour with somebody else as part of their band like I've got my you know and not even from an ego standpoint just from a like sometimes business gets in there doesn't it? it's like oh no you've got to define yourself as that but I mean what you've done with both this album and the stuff that we were just talking about there playing with these folks is that you've just showed that actually at the heart of all of this is not just friendship but a love of music and I think that that comes shining through and when you're talking about you know, the business side of show, when you're looking at streams and numbers and all of that, um, surely the lead single, How I Learned to Pray with Luke Combs, I mean, that had to, you had to see a marked increase when that came about. It's the biggest streaming song I've ever had to date. And it's like a little wink from God to me because that song was out on my debut record. And what I didn't know back then, which is a part of telling this story through Compadres is, right about that time, this guy named Luke and this girl named Lainey were moving to town. When I moved to town, it was Sinners Like Me with Eric Church. You know, that was the record that right. really inspired me. And oddly enough, like Rubber Band, while it wasn't his biggest seller, I guarantee you it made more fans of Eric Church than just about any record he's ever put out. Because people who jumped on the Eric Church train at Chief or whenever, you know, they went back in time and discovered all these songs. Yeah, of you know. course. Within our community, too, it had an impact. And that's how I feel about Rubber Band in terms of my story. And it wasn't until, you know, years later that I got to know Lainey and Luke and write with them and, and record with them that I learned that about their early days in Nashville. And, and you know, that's something that's been going on since country music began. Yeah, and it's happened right now. Artists that we, we have, you know, that the outside world haven't heard about, they're moving to Nashville right now with a guitar and a dream. And, you know, we're going to all be hearing from them soon. And that's what's great about hearing you talk about that particular moment in your life and also how that kind of coincides with Lainey and Luke, because both of them have been on the show and talked about, you know, them going to town and meeting each other and hanging out in Lainey's trailer. She lived in a camper yeah. in a, 
a parking lot forever and Luke would come over and, you know, it's just great to see how, because I think the outside, you know, like if you're a country music fan, yeah, of course you dig in and you discover artists maybe before some other people would, but ultimately it can seem like these artists land fully fledged, you know, and fully formed, right? And so it's so good to hear not just their story and your story, but also for people to know that really everybody's just people and trying to make it happen. And of course you guys know each other because you've been in this town trying to make it happen together for so long. It makes me think about John Osborne. I'm a fan of the Brothers Osborne. You think, well, these guys have been around forever. And in a way they have. But when I moved to town 17 years ago, he was just the guitar player in our band, you know? And and so, yeah, I mean, you're right. It it is this thing where uh, it's, it's a sense of becoming. We're all becoming who who the world eventually knows us as. So is it fair to say that, because um, I think I read this, but I want to know if it's actually true that that each song on this new album kind of tells a different part of your story. Yeah, it does. You know, with Luke, it ties back to what we were just talking about with Rubber Band for me. With Lainey, I think about the highways we both traveled, you know, her growing up in what I affectionately refer to as South Mississippi in Louisiana. (laughs) And we made a lot of trips to Nashville, each of us, uh, in our childhood. And for me, a big part of that soundtrack was Patti Loveless records. Oh, yeah, come on. I'm also a big sucker for just when a harmony blend hits just right. And so I feel like in Laney, my inner Vince Gill found his Patti Loveless. (laughs) Us to cut a song about a handful of dust just tells a story that goes all the way back to when we first fell in love with country music as kids. You know, with Kip, he uh, he came and listened to a gig I was playing at my favorite little room for music in the world, the station in, and didn't even know he was in the crowd until after the show. And this is that sort of universal code for, hey, I think you might have a hit, where he texted me that night going, I'd played Kiss Like You Dance. And he said, hey, man, you cut that uh, Kiss Like You Dance song. And so I'm really glad that we got to both sing it. You know, this was a way where we could share that song. Uh, uh, and and that's a good little tip there. If uh, if you're going to Nashville, you got to go to the station in if you want to hear some real deal music. And and also, please don't try and order a fancy pants cocktail while you're there. You're getting a can oh, of beer, and that's it. Gotta, yeah, or or just better yet, a pitcher and share it with her. <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. they call it a thing of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a thing of popcorn. Get a thing of popcorn. The pizza is also interesting. Oh, I've never had the pizza there. It's not great, but it's nice. part of the experience. All right, next time I go, I'll get the I'll get the pizza so that I get the full Charlie Warsham experience there. Uh, you <laughs> mentioned some of the other people that you've worked with that aren't on this album. You know, there's also Carrie Underwood and Keith Urban and Brandy Clark and loads of others. You've had loads of kind of dream collaborations here all together on one album. Uh, but presumably there are other people that you would love to collaborate with as well. Are there some that got away? I would say not so much that got away, but that I haven't gotten to yet. I'm so glad you're asking about this because I envision Compadres being something I always go back to. I want there to be a Compadres volume 17. Oh, right. Yeah. And uh, I actually was making notes in my phone in this past week for Compadres volume two. If I were to make it tomorrow, I already have all five guests picked and I got a couple of alternates, you know, if somebody's schedule doesn't work. But yeah, it, it is a such a part of my story. And now that I'm starting to tell that, I've got a lot more of that story left to tell. Oh, I mean, it's such a smart thing to do as well. And, it, and like you said, it's the type of thing that could run on and on and on and on and on. And, you know, when you're old and gray and a legend, then there'll be all these people that we were just talking about that we've never heard of before that are just moving to Nashville now that you will have inspired that can be on Compadres 12. Exactly. That's the whole point. Say so congratulations on your CMA Award nomination, Musician of the Year. 
Previously, you won ACM for Acoustic Guitar Player of the Year. Uh, it's a really great thing, I would imagine. It must be so gratifying to be honored in that way with these awards and nominations. I mean, it's emotional. Because, you know, there's a, bit, there's a lot of people to pick from, Charlie. <laughs> in that yeah, I mean, you got to understand, you know, for me, before I ever tried to write a song, before I ever tried to sing a song, you know, I was a liner note nerd right and okay. my earliest memories of country concerts you know I, I was going to see vince gill that was my hero of course but it was my dad leaning down and saying hey these the, the, check out this guy john huey at the time on steel guitar or, you know just all the members of his band that's jeff white you know he's a big bluegrasser and and now fast forward uh those are my buddies or like with paul franklin who's a fellow nominee of, in this category me in the cmas I mean, that's one of my favorite people in the world to ride down the road on a bus with. He's got the best stories and one of the best laughs. And they're the people I most revere. And so to think that I've got that same respect directed at me that I have for this community of incredible players is very humbling. Since I was a musician first, it kind of makes all the sense in the world that my first nominations and wins would be as a musician. Well, we will be over for the CMA Awards, so I'll see you there. I'll be rooting for you. Uh, fingers crossed. It's going to be a great night. So... UK, I'm thinking, Charlie Walsh from UK, you're over with Ward Thomas, right? But it's been a while. Obviously, you played the first ever Long Road Festival. I think you were getting ready to get to the airport in Nashville when kind of right. shut everything down. I was on Riley Parkway, less than five minutes from me and Drop. <laughs> I had my bag packed. And that particular trip was going to be with Old Crow Medicine Show. Oh, yeah. And I was going to spend a little more time with that band. And then, of course, everything happened. And yeah, we got the call you know, literally just like a couple minutes before making the turn. Well, thank God you got it before you went through security. I know, right? I mean, yeah. that's the only, I guess, silver lining there, but it broke my heart, you know, because it's been such an important and, and meaningful part of my story, you know, and even just earlier this year being over with Ward Thomas, that was my first opportunity to visit Liverpool and York, oh, yeah. Bexel-on-Sea, which Bexel-on-Sea is where Worshams are from. <laughs> oh, is it? I, I did. After sound check, I took a little hike about two miles to the edge of town to Worsham Farm. Worshams are still living there and uh, felt like, you know, talk about full circle. And uh, <laughs> oh, that's not nice. so the one downside of this trip more recently was we had applied for our son's passport. Yeah. Being it would arrive in time and it did not. And so my family was going to come visit me about halfway through the trip. And then, of course, we're unable to. Uh, but next time they're coming. And, and when, when is next time, Charlie? Do you know yet? As soon as we can, you know, make it work. Uh, Millie Olikon, who's with the CMA now, uh, who's been a big part of promoting country music in the UK and Europe, and I think actually may be on an airplane back to Nashville as we speak. Has you been know, she's been over with Luke Holmes, yeah. She's been such a champion for me. She was a big part of getting me on that Ward Thomas tour. And every time I talk with management every week, I, we don't get off the phone with me not asking, okay, guys, when are we going back? Uh, <laughs> so I don't quite yet know i would twist dirks's arm you know and be like yeah it's so. been ages since he's been over yeah so i'm always working on it i'm always working on it. i just don't yet know when that next time is going to be all right well well we'll, we'll keep watching the clock until you tell us you're on your way in the meantime we have this fantastic new album compadres thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it and we got to get you back over here we really are working hard on it balen and uh I look forward to catching up with you around CMAs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need a proper catch-up. Um, yeah, I'll be there, and I'll, I'll, I'll see you there, and uh, hopefully we'll get you back over here soon. For sure. It's going to happen. Always a pleasure. Likewise. Likewise.
the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. An in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll have another dropping soon for y'all, so don't forget to keep it country. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 